Welcome to the April 4th, 2023 Angels Camp City Council meeting. Rose, roll call please. Mayor, uh, Mayor Herndon <laughs> present. <laughs> Vice Mayor Moncada is absent. Councilmember Tuscornia present. Councilmember Brolio present. Councilmember Sherado is absent and staff is present. Okay, that'll take us to Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Item number three is to report out of closed session. Um, direction was given to staff on both items A and B, and item C has been continued to the next meeting. Item number four, approval of the agenda as posted or amended. I'm going to make an amendment. Okay, Sorry about correct. this. So um, item 7D mm -hmm. should read appro to approve purchase of two trucks. No resolution. No resolution. No. Yeah, no. Yeah, just a motion. Okay. So we are looking for any other amendments or changes to the agenda, anybody? Any members of the public? So I'd be looking for a motion to approve the agenda with the, the uh, change on 7D. So moved. Alvin. I'll second it. Okay, all in favor, it would be aye. Aye. And that passes on a 302 vote. Public comment. The public may address the council on any item of public interest not otherwise on the agenda that is within the jurisdiction of the city. No action may be taken. Matters to be addressed may be referred to city staff or placed on a subsequent meeting agenda. Speakers are limited, limited to five minutes uh, per person. Do we have any public comment? Seeing none here, do we have anyone online with us, Rose? One person and no public comment. No public comment, okay. So we will move on to item six, which is our consent agenda. We have two items on consent. Um, anybody need to pull or comment on items A or B on consent? Any members of the public? Okay, so bring it back to council. I'm looking for a motion. Right, move to approve consent agenda. All then, I'll second it. Gretel, all in favor, aye. aye. 302. Regular agenda, item 7A, approve resolution 2340, awarding a contract and authorizing the city administrator to execute said contract for constructing the Utica Park bathroom pursuant to community development block grant CB23 with T and S West. Um, and this is Amy. Amy. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Council members, this is time sensitive. We do have some deadlines on this particular project. This is for the new bathroom at uh, Utica Park. And we did receive three proposals. One did not qualify because they failed to um, basically <clears throat> give the cost for installation. And they did not uh, attend a 
mandatory pre-bid conferences. Um, of the two that were remaining, one emphasized durability and security for the bathroom, and of course, that is the one that we are recommending that you hire. Um, they, we may be revisiting this, asking for it to be made into a double bathroom, right now it's just a single bathroom, but because of the way the funding is set up, we need to contract for just the one uh, person bathroom at this time, uh, all gender ADA accessible. And I'd be happy to answer any questions. Okay. Um, Our going, Chris, Chris Flynn and uh, Jessica Johnston and um, John John. Brilliant. We're all on the review committee as well. Okay. So, and it was a unanimous recommendation. So, the only difference between a single and a double is 112 and 132? Um, yeah, it's, it's, we won't know till we ask. Till, but it's, okay. it looks like it's going to be pretty nominal. Yeah. yeah. But because how CDBG grants work, we have to start here. Start here. Yeah. Really? And then we, yes. here, we will uh, address that more as a change order with council utilizing the other grant funding that we have with the second. CDBG has really extensive prevailing wage and labor clerical. I mean, there are binders full of study to do for them. So we try to do as little of that as possibly. Really, you had a question? Um, no, I'm just 100% for putting in two. I mean, it's not that much more. No. Totally necessary. Then we figure, you know, the the big cost is going to be the site prop and the plumbing, right? For the whether it's the utilities, water, wastewater, and the electrical. So that all has to be done anyway. So yeah, hundred percent extension of the other half is not. It's pretty common. And I have to say, I have never worked with somebody so far who was so diligent about getting all the paperwork in immediately and being so on top of contracting and stuff. Nice. As Tina. Her name was Angela. Uh, but you're talking about the contractor, Tina's West. Tina's, yeah. yeah. Yes. Good. Yeah. I, I think it's great. Um, does this mean that we won't have to have a Yes. We will no longer. We will no longer. Yes. Okay. Will, the, the, that was ADA. part of part of it was making sure it was ADA. For sure. Yes. Well, and these are going to the tour. We showed them what we already have. <laughs> and these are going to have to be built first, and they're not going to be in the way of any of the back work. They have already contacted Boyer because um, Boyer hopefully by the end of this month, early next month, will know exactly where they're going to go. We knew pretty close to where they were going to go, um, and everybody bid on the same location so that we would compare apples to apples. Right. And if we have to put in a minor change, we're going to do that. Great. Exciting. Great. So let's see if we have any members of the public that have questions or comments on our bathrooms. And here, anybody have their hand up on Lime Rose? No. Right. I'll make a motion to approve. <laughs> what? She says we're getting excited about that. No, <laughs> That's where we are now. I'll yes. make a motion to approve resolution 2340. Absolutely. I'll second it. And I am also in favor. 
So it looks like it's going to pass with a 302. Yeah, push for the double. Perfect. Moving on to item 7B, acknowledge the completion of the City of Angels housing element annual report for 2022. Mayor and council members, we have to do this once a year. It's tied to various funding sources, as I tell you every single year, and you get tired of me telling you this. Uh, SB2, LEAP, Community Development Block Grants, who would not be getting a new bathroom that we're not for doing this presentation once every year. Um, so far in our element, which goes from 2019 to 2027 for our housing element, we were supposed to provide 244 new dwelling units by 2027. So far, we've produced 28. 20. So clearly, we are not going to reach 244. That would be highly unlikely. I do want to let you know that um, they, the state is making significant changes in their regional housing needs assessments. They are basing them on population growth. And since we are not having growth, we're having minor declines. For example, Tuolumne County's was released recently, and they were told they needed two more units for the next housing period. Yeah, they don't have to make up for deficits from previous cycles or anything, but only two units versus, as you're saying for us, 244. Mm -hmm. And that was two for the city of Sonora also. So we are expecting a significant decline next time we come up for a, a renewal. Um, so basically, that's pretty much it, other than the monies that we did get. SB2 in the past year, you've been exhausted listening to all of these ordinances and resolutions. I will tell you, we have completed or nearly completed 30 of the implementation programs in our general plan housing element. I know general plans that never complete a single program. Yeah, there's the whole plan. So, good job, everybody. That's awesome. Okay. I'd be happy to have a certain question. Okay. Anybody have any questions? No questions. Right? I don't either. It's just. Are we going to do a free time? <laughs> <laughs> it's too soon. Yeah. I feel a whole other. I say we got pistols. But, uh, <laughs> we're getting ready to go to budget. I know. Uh, members of the public, anybody need to comment on this? Questions or comments online? Okay, so we're acknowledging this. We don't need, you're not looking for a motion or anything on this. It's just a, a presentation. Okay, thanks for that, Amy. Mm -hmm. Item 7C is also a presentation of the fiscal year 21-22 financial statement. Michelle. Okay, so you have in your packet the draft audit financial statement. Mm -hmm. um, this year we were required to have a single audit more expenditures uh, more than 700,000. Um, so when I began, um, RAMS was focused only on closing the previous fiscal year. And so we had a whole year of journal entries and bank reconciliations and all sorts of other things. So it was a good time to also start some of the cleanup that Rebecca's spoken about with how we would allocate funds. We put in a cost allocation plan to justify how we were allocating between um, you know, the wastewater, wastewater. Um, so those were things that we started to implement last year and brought forward to this year. Um, and, and this year we're taking a step farther and doing a lot of cleanup of the, um, the chart of accounts. It's massive and we're streamlining it and um, it's making more sense. And so uh, moving forward though, um, in the report that you have in front of you, 
Um, I had listed some key areas, some of the changes from the previous fiscal year um, in cash. Um, the net position, well, the net position had increased for the city from the previous year, 4.21 million. Um, but cash and investments were 700,000 lower, but I wanted to point out a lot of that was tied up with construction and progress. Murphy's grade road, we've had quite a bit in billings due to us, over a million dollars at the end of the year, plus some other billings that were also behind and didn't get billed until October. So we've caught up on all of those and we have them now on the cycle, we're billing them monthly or quarterly, making sure that we get reimbursed on all of our projects. So um, we're getting that in place. And so that's really where a lot of the cash we see that we had a really positive year, but cash has gone down. So why? Well, it was tied up in billings that needed to be done, construction and progress and whatnot. Um, and then you'll see business type activities increased 1.8 million. Now that is like our, our water wastewater um, program. Um, a lot of that is the change in allocations. There was quite a bit that was being allocated to water and wastewater and should have never been at the general fund. So that all back last year, we cleaned all of that up. So that you won't see when we go into this next fiscal year. Um, well, as we close this fiscal year of 23, um, you won't see as big of a difference, yeah, as you're, you're seeing here. That, that makes up a lot of that difference. It's just changing the way things are being allocated. Um, and then we had major capital project funds, 1.7 million increase. A lot of that is a lot of the um, assets and different things and projects that we were working on at that time. Um, and then uh, one note I put in here, which also ties to water and sewer, total revenues of 4.7 million, um, but the total expense was 2.9 million, netting an income of 1.7. So that goes back up to the top where we talked about allocations, um, because compared from operations, compared from the prior year net income, it was only 482,000 at 1.7 this year. So you can really see that difference there. Um, I can go through. So um, Larry finished, he came out, he finished his work, uh, field work in January. He had originally come out in October and he started testing. We weren't 100% closed. We were still working on closing the books since we had a full year that we just started um, reconciling. Uh, so he was able to come out and do the testing for accounts payable, accounts receivable, some of those uh, where he's actually looking at fiscal cash receipts. And then with his schedule, he couldn't make it back out till January. He was booked up. Uh, so we, he came back out in January, finished up his testing. He was here end of January, uh, about three days, um, and then went back to the office and worked remotely and um, and then he was able to get the report to us. We were able to file it on Friday on time because we had a deadline on March 31st okay. um, to file it. Um, so it has been already um, sent to the clearinghouse. Um, and um, and so uh, we, we met that deadline or else we were gonna get a, another finding <laughs> if we didn't. So um, this next year we will 
definitely be closing it in December. Um, it should be, everything should be finished in December. We should bring this to you in the December meeting. So it'll be. Yeah. And, you know, and I think, you know, when, when I was looking at, when I started, there were just, you know, asset balances and liability balances that just did not make sense. Mm -hmm. And so, um, when you look at, uh, accounting balances, it's not like you can immediately just go, oh, it's this right here. Mm -hmm. You've got to find the two ends of spaghetti and try to figure it out. And so when Michelle came on, I had done some of it, just at least identifying where, where we needed to look. And then when she came on, that was something that I tasked her with is we really need to get these cleaned up. And some of these balances go back years, years and years and years. So it, it's not a just a quick, like five minute figure it out. It could take hours, days. Um, some of them you're having to go back and find old resolutions, um, old staff reports to try to figure out exactly what was the methodology in things. So a lot of that has been cleaned up. <clears throat> and we're working as we're going through this, we're working with departments to, to you know, you know, are there things that would make more sense or that you want to change? And so as part of the, the budget development, we're talking to departments about some of them would like to consolidate some of the accounts because there's just too many for them to, to manage. It makes a lot more sense. In some cases, we want to expand some of the chartered accounts um, just because that would make it uh, easier for us to look back. Um, one of the examples is, you know, we've had a lot of tree uh falling home. Mm -hmm. and so if you just put that under <clears throat> maintenance like what what does that mean so when you see this like ten thousand dollar spike one year or fifteen thousand dollar spike one year you'd have to really dig through what to see what, what was yeah. um so trees are something we have to manage <clears throat> every single year so it should really have its own own account um same thing with pavement uh, maintenance those they're not CIP projects, but they're just general pavement management. Right. And so uh, we, and, and a lot of that ties with water and wastewater. So if we have a main line, which um, I don't know if it was this fiscal year or last fiscal year, I can't remember this one. Was it this fiscal year? Uh, we had two breaks, breaks one in Greenhorn and one in uh, Country Lane. Country Lane so yeah. Both of those caused major pavement repairs and we generally are not budgeting for pavement repairs but we know we're having to do pavement repairs every year so instead of just putting that under just like services and supplies it would be better for us to break that out so it's easier for us to identify um, and make sure that we're budgeting for that um and the really you know i had estimated when we put the 22-23 budget we were probably going to close at about four million in our assigned fund balance for the general fund. We closed at four point five, so about a half a million higher than what I had projected. Okay. Questions, comments? Um, and this was Larry Bain. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. 
So that's one thing we are going to do. Um, our yeah, we can't use. We're not supposed to use him. Well, we I we figure out we started using. We can use in several so years. You can technically use them for a period of five. Okay. Uh, which I certain we've gone over that. Okay. And then you have to go out, and it there's no other response you can justify having to continue however the state would want the partner to change so mm -hmm. the primary couldn't be Larry it would have to be someone else at uh, that same mm -hmm. right yeah if, if you're if you're going to continue um but yeah we will need to put an RFP out um for auditing services yeah no I'm good that so on the recommendations though there was to get somebody trained in GAP or hire somebody for that? So I will never hire an external okay. accounting person again. That is what caused this. Okay. Um, that was a really not good solution. Um, so uh, so um, Michelle, I am sharing a lot of training through, we said so we joined the GFOA, which is Governmental Finance Officers Association. They have a lot of really good training um, that you can attend virtually or in person. So um, she, uh, I did ask for her to go to the, um, I think it's the advanced governmental accounting one. Governmental accounting is just fun, really fun. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't really teach it in schools anymore. And they used to have governmental accounting as a class that you could take. But really? nobody ever signed up for it because when you're in college, everybody thinks you're never going to work for government. So why would I ever take a governmental accounting class? Later, they realize, oh, I am working for government and I should have taken that class. But because they didn't have really good enrollment, colleges for the most part are still really needed it. So um, it's uh, it's like GFOA or GASB, you know, might have something, um, you know, different kind of. Um, I guess what do you call them? Uh, yeah, yeah, but different classes uh, are available yeah. through different avenues. Um, ICMA, they're certified yeah. classes because CPAs can get education yeah. credits okay. through them. So they're, they're okay. established. Okay. It's not just a fly by night. I just thought that was a recommendation so in there. I just wanted to touch base it's on that. It's accomplishable yeah. with some training and certification yeah. that yeah. when okay. we need it, you'll be, yeah. you'll be locked in. There's just little nuances right. in governmental accounting um, that are just fun. Um, but I would still say, and this is an argument that Larry and I have on a regular basis, that the biggest issue was having external accounting cost um, mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you've got, I mean, literally, there's like 10 years of, uh, of accounts that have the wrong balance. Like it was negative and it should have been positive. Or it's positive and it should have been negative. Or erroneous JEs that you have no idea. Journal entry even mm -hmm. Just and they were not they were not posted by city staff. Mm -hmm. They were posted by, you know, one of the several yeah. external accounting firms. Mm -hmm. So um you just have to have in house um knowledge because they are at the level determining what should or should not be posted um and i am a huge you know believer of 
you don't post it unless you have proof. That was also some of the issues that we would uncover where postings would be based on estimates or would be posted on um, you know, what they thought was happening and it wasn't. So there's just been a lot of cleanup. Um, and I don't think Larry understood the extent of the cleanup that we were having to do. Hmm. So are we there yet? We are we're very close. Yeah. Good. And our my first primary goal was just get our cash rate. Get our cash oh, rate. Yeah. Because the cash wasn't that right. Mm -hmm. And so Rams tried and it still wasn't accurate. So that was a huge project that I had Michelle working on um, and just trying to dig through. And it, it's it's a lot of transactions you're having to dig through to 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 deal with it. So it's like needle in a haystack. But um yeah, so I'm confident. Cash is good. I'm confident, you know, we've addressed the big problems that I saw in the accounts. We've got some like little outlier ones in payroll that are pretty small um, that we just are going to have to go through. And in some cases, um, we're just going to have to, it's, it's, it's not going to get cleared out. So we'll just do an adjustment, expense it out. And Start for it. So no, no significant deficits, no instances of non-compliance, no material weaknesses. I mean, I was everything I read. And then, what's the city did not qualify for a low-risk audit? What is that? Is that the, the highlighted thing? Yeah, what is we that? We couldn't undo the highlight. Though. Oh, I don't know why I got highlighted. I was just wondering why I had to key in oh, yeah. on that. Well, you have to because it's highlighted. Because it's highlighted. I don't know what the heck it is. So. Well, he did. I did. He did. I got, I, well, I got the other. Michelle and I were trying, and we were like, I mean, I got the other good things too. No significant deficits. No, it's not compliance. Those are good things too. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so the the good news is, um, you know, Chris O'Flynn is a lot happier um, because his water and sewer funds are in a much healthier position um you know which i tell them don't get all excited yeah. we definitely have projects that we need to spend it on but at least we have the ability to plan for that and make sure that we're incorporating those projects um, against or those funds against master grant projects yeah. okay so that was a presentation do we have any comments from the public questions or comments online all right. So bringing it back, I'd like to thank you, Michelle. It's it's a pleasure. You really worked diligently on. Michelle does awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> well, and I can tell that the two of you have like this like geeky well like way to talk. <laughs> like, Something. I don't know. journal ledger. <laughs> Okay. Rose is on. I know just a little, not all of it. Okay, item 7D. Um, it's not a perfect right, resolution, but we're looking for a, a motion to purchase two trucks from Chase Chevrolet for water, wastewater, and public works department. So we found and cleaned that money up. Now we need to spend it. Yeah, we did. And that was actually budgeted. We had, we had yeah. more than that budgeted. He actually has a little savings, so he's kind of like, well. But now he feels comfortable. He's comfortable <laughs> purchasing. I'm not so, telling him he can't spend it. Right, right, right. He's, um, one of his trucks he's replacing is a 1996 um, 
<laughs> that is just completely like uh, done. And then the other one, I think he said he replaced the engine in it. It was like a 2001 or, um, and now the transmission's gone. And so he's gonna surplus both of those vehicles. Um, and he's very excited because they're, you know, holding it for him and mm -hmm. he should be able to get the vehicles by Friday. And he said he won't have to drive his personal truck anymore. Yeah, yeah, he'll actually have enough vehicles that he can uh, two instead. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, and he said he'd like to put a plan in place going forward of a new vehicle each year to kind of phase out the fleet because they're yeah. all pretty. They're all very costly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, good, good plan. So, he, um, we're we're bringing this to you to inform you it's part of the budget. So we don't need to do a budget. Uh, you know, uh, adjustment, uh, and you know, we want to move forward with the purchase and two vehicles for water and wastewater. Yeah, great. And they're above my. Uh, my yeah. Comments. No. Public comments. Anybody? Not really. public works getting right. one? Uh, no, 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 I said when's public works getting one? He's getting one. So he, yeah. So he's, well, are yeah. they going to fight over one of them? No, well, they will get the utility one, I believe. These two are both water, at least water. These, water. These are water sewers. He purchased the right. third one for, uh, oh, but he definitely wants to put in the budget for public works. They didn't put anything in public no, works right. budget. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't have vehicles yeah. So, So these are replacing water and wastewater. So he had two vehicles planned, but I think his budget was like 168,000. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're coming in at like 180. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, looking for a motion. So moved. I'll second it. <laughs> All in favor, I will say aye. 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 I'm going to pass on a 302. Item number seven, administration report. Um, so I got a call from Nikki Stevens today. She was with um, the Mark Twain Dignity Health. She's now with MACT Health Board. And um, they are planning a groundbreaking on June 5th at 11 a.m. Um, and they will be sending invitations out. Um, obviously, they would like council and staff um, to be present if you are available. Um, she thinks about 250 will be uh, there. I'll work with Chief Ellis just in terms of if he thinks we need to put any signage out for possible traffic impacts. It's just right there trying to get, you know, all 250 all come right. in their own car. Right. So it might be a little, a little tight. A little tight. So um, he, we might want to talk to him and see how he wants to handle that. But um, so she was letting us know. And she's very excited. What day was that again? June 5th. 5th on a Monday. 11 a.m. Um, I posted this on social media. It's on our website and on Facebook. Um, if you drive by Utica Park, you will probably be seeing some work happening. So right now we've got um, plastic fencing kind of uh, keeping the public out of certain areas. So they will be starting um, demo work um, uh, I think starting tomorrow. as soon as it stops raining. Yeah, is it raining? 
The ground is still it's still yeah. oozing out of the ground. Yeah, I can start back out again. So anyway, it's out there, and then we just we just let people know, please don't. I like your don't move the fence. Don't move the fence because people are <laughs> why why would people move? I know. Just don't move the fence, please. Um. So exciting. So we are going to start seeing some movement down there. So that is exciting. Um, Angels Creek Trail, we have a presentation that is going to be coming to council to give you an update on the Angels Creek Trail. Um, I think the last update you got was in 2019. And nice. so I don't, I, you were probably there, but I'm not sure who else mm -hmm. was present. So um, we wanted to bring it back just so everybody has fresh eyes and can see what the plan is, that it's still alive and it's still moving forward. Uh, so uh, Matt Sato is mm -hmm. going to come and do that presentation. I think we scheduled that for, um, there's a lot of things in, yeah, for the next few agendas. So, yeah. <laughs> It'll be the next one or the one after. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Um, so Calaveras County uh, was included in the second winter storm federal declaration, which means the city as well. I submitted um, our, uh, actually I had Michelle send it in. Uh, as well as we had approved, ratified that um, emergency uh, proclamation. So we are in the queue for that. I did just meet with FEMA today to talk about the first winter storm uh, disaster, and we're going through all the process with that. So we are working on identifying the sites where damage occurred. Uh, site visit will probably happen either next week or the following week. Um, so Chris O'Flynn is going to take the lead on that because I just know things are broken, mm -hmm. but he can be much more uh, informational since he uh, it's roads, water, and wastewater infrastructure. So uh, he will be working with them on that. Uh, we have 60 days from today to identify any other damage. So what I would say is um, if people see something, say something. Um, you know, we're um, going to have him talk to his staff um, just to make sure when they're going out and reading meters, if they happen to drive by something and see something that looks a little off, um, just to let us know, um, because now is the time to include that as damage is associated with the winter storm. Otherwise, um, we can't do anything with it. So Gary Tofanelli told us in a presentation the other day that the county has not been reimbursed for the 2019 winter storms from FEMA yet. That it's so intricate and detailed on the process to ask for the reimbursement and checking the boxes and filling out these lines and they keep getting back and forth rejects. So I'm um, nervous about I, that. We should be out. I did not have that. It, when I was the count, okay. When I was there, I and it sounds like it's an administrative effort that they're not making. Yeah, and right and up. probably the biggest issue, and and so I was very clear with our staff: document, 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 yep, yep, document. Yep. And so if you don't properly document everything, they're just going to pitch it back, and they're not going to reimburse you. So that is the risk. So if you're going to do anything, you just have to make sure it's very, very, very well documented. So we made sure yes. our time cards are documented. 
We have we on day one. I think we set up project code for the 2022 winter storm. We set up project code for 2023 winter storm. We set up a project code for each one. They all have to be a report completely, separately. Everything uh, has to be, we have to have paperwork for everything. So as long as you've done that, you should be okay. Now, what I will say is on like um, mitigation grant stuff, that those, those are projects that you can submit and it will take years for you to get through the environmental process for you to even get a shovel in the ground. So you're not necessarily going to be out money other than maybe some initial environmental stuff that you have to do, but um, but your your real cost of construction, you're, you can't even start those until you get completely blessed through um, the environmental process anyway. But um, the other thing is uh, they change the the grant process. Um, it seems like they kind of realized what worked and what didn't work every single time there's a disaster. And so during the fire, we had small projects, I think were under like 140,000 or 130,000. And so any project that was under that dollar amount, we would get advanced. So we just get the money off, off, the, off the bat. Butte fire was a little bit different because it was so big. They actually advanced us I think like $1.8 million mm -hmm. for that one. They up that advanced number. They, because it was so critical what was happening. Mm -hmm. So um, they they just advanced a lot of money. Now they've changed it where small project is anything under a million. And mm -hmm. if it's under a million, they just advance the money. Okay. And so all of our projects are gonna be under a million they're going to advance the money okay. based on what our estimate is. That's why we have to work with our engineer to make and sure we, just we get it. The and then we would trip up on the actuals. That's where it gets a little dicey. On the trip part. Because that's where you might be waiting. So if you underestimated oh. on a small project, then there's an appeal process and everything. So we just would want to make sure we... Either be over or really close um, because yeah. it will take a while to get that true of use, but the bulk of it, it would be fine. Okay, cool. Thank you. Um, so, so yeah, so I'm working on uh, those uh, grants and then um, also applied for California Disaster Assistance Act because the public assistance federal grant pays for 75% of your costs. The California Disaster Assistance Act pays for 75% of the remaining 25%. And so that leaves us with six and a quarter. And then the six and a quarter, I'm looking um, for a grant to pick up the six and a quarter. Um, but that hasn't come out yet. So I will be looking for that. Um, but worst case, six we would be for six and a quarter. Better to Um. Uh, Utica Mine update, you will still see uh, closure signs. We, I reached out to the county um, again today. Um, I really need them to continue to escalate this, the chain. Um, we did uh, identify uh, Amy, on the, property property. Um, the uh, a report on the Department of Toxic Substance Substances Control, control right. um, on that particular property 
Um, so I did send that to the county. I sent it to the property owner. Um, it was given at that time to the EPA. Um, what they thought would happen is what's happening right now. When was that report? What, yeah, when was 2019 was the last one and it started in 2018. Yeah, they started quite a long time ago. Yeah, so um, what they thought was going to happen is exactly what happened. So um, I do need, uh, so I emphasize to the county, we really need to get, you know, we need to get confirmation back from Fish and Game or whoever if we can open up the creek because fishing season is coming. So we really need to know that. So that's where that's at. Are they, are they testing? Are the numbers staying the same? Are they going down? Are they going up? Like, is, are they it's continuously for, testing? Um, they are not testing anything. They're not. No. We did some testing. We initially. are doing some really basic testing um, with what we have. So we're continuing to monitor gas because um, it still smells. Right. Um, and we're continuing to monitor like pH levels, oxygen levels, temperature, um, and that kind of thing. And there's also three simple developing next to uh, mine opening just because of the amount of water um, on that hillside. So um, I did notify that the owner she probably needs to start figuring out how to fence it off so um, people can come up coming down mm -hmm. that hill. Uh, so that's the status of there. I'm just going to continue to work on pushing it. Um, we don't have an environmental health department. We don't have a public health department. We don't have a hazardous materials department. Um, that is um, and then. Uh, he's not here, but I'm just going to give a shout out. Chris O'Flynn's daughter got the gold medal for her essay at the Akadak. Um, that's that's so it was very exciting. So awesome! Wow. Yes. Yeah. So good for him. Good for him. Good parenting too. Yeah, exactly. Sounds good for him. Good job, Chris. Thank you. Uh, let's go to council report. Gretel, is that any report? Um, no, but I did, I have heard um, there's uh, a request to put something out on Facebook or some kind of media that the park is getting a remodel because apparently there's a whole bunch of people that so I have put out and it's put out and put out and like out. Mega. Jessica Johnson with the community clubhouse and ACFA has, DAC has. Are you so thinking people did, that don't have? We I, just heard it, I heard it on the Angels Camp Bulletin Board. I think maybe possibly it's more out of towner because we get a lot of it downtown. Julie gets it more than I do, but where people are coming in and asking about, oh, what's going on at the park? Why is the park? Why can't we go to the park? Why is the park supposed to, you know? So, I, I think maybe out of town. I don't know. I don't even know how you reach them. I have no idea. So do we use when, next door? That next door up? will not allow government agencies to join next door. Okay. Really? No. Interesting. That's the only you, thing that you I've as heard individuals can so, join next door, right. or but me as an individual collectively. But we can the city links, though, right? Can we to our website? No, no. Yeah, I don't think that next, no. Because mm. we tried to do that. At CCWD, and they just banned us next. No. The only reason I ask is because I just joined it for the first time. I'm not familiar with it at all, but I've had people tell me that they're not social media people, but they like Nextdoor yeah. because it's yeah. just um, 
community involvement right. type stuff. Yeah. There's there's a lot of solicitations, a lot of advertisements, but it's not like drama, if you yeah. will. Right. I guess. I don't know. I was like, okay, I'll check it out. But sorry, that's why I asked. We have to put up a sign. Um, oh, yeah. Our funding, so we'll just go ahead and okay. Actually, like, can we just put up a billboard and do yeah. like even a picture of what the parks yeah. would look like? Yeah, yeah. I think mostly it's it's um, just people visiting and they just are like, oh, how come the park's closed? How, you know, so I don't think it's locals per se, like the people that live here, because we have been talking about it. But, yeah, and we really increased the amount that we're talking about it. Yeah. Um, and then worked with like that the community club and NACPA and right. shared it on the bulletin boards and everywhere we can possibly think of adding that. I shared it with uh, like the press. I don't yeah. know. Well, sign will be good. Yeah, yeah perfect. Okay. It's required. That's, like, that's the only. That's the only thing I've heard. So, how about you? Uh, I had UWPA. Um, trying to remember what we did. Kyle Rasmussen had 10 years. I left my agenda out. I have my notes here. Uh, I felt like yeah, we acknowledge him for 10 years of service and just really appreciate him. He's doing a great job. Um, he's a conveyance operator and keeps the flume up and going, he keeps the water moving down the from the top from Alpine down. So um, it's a really important job. Um, we're also going to do some banking type things. Um, that was on there and we approved that. Yeah. Um, That'll make us some money. Make you some money. Yep. Um, and Joel actually called and talked to me about that today. So, um, which would be good. What else? I had to split. I had to split at seven. Yeah. Right? Cake you auction. Didn't miss and um, then. Well, we're not in a drought anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then I think Joel gave an update on his trips from DC. Oh, so there was a bunch of um, legislation oppositions that he oh, spoke right. about, and I don't know if you are aware of them, but they. They're all really interesting. A lot of stuff that has to do with water and the regulations of water. So it was like, well, AB 99 was uh, a, a restriction of Caltrans' ability to spray weeds and herbicides along the highway. So he, we voted to be in opposition of that. AB 460 um, was against the curtailment of diversions that would impose minimum stream flow. So more restrictions on on what we could do with our water. AB 1337, um, also curtailing diversions in water use. SB 389, against um, the State Water Board investigating water rights claims. So basically, right. if you have water rights, um, they can just say, yeah, there's like prove prove it like you are you have to have the preponderance have to of the, to yeah to prove that you have those water rights when you've had them all along so huge water right and then sb23 we were in support of not in opposition but in support and it was um streamlined permitting process for the 401 water uh, um, 401 permits so really streamlining the whole process which was attractive and the stream bed alterations um and then I think that's what we did make a, a nomination for Scott Ratterman to be our um, executive committee for the JPIA, right? Um, the insurance. Mm -hmm. So that was done, and we voted. I think May. He's running. We I'm just sorry. Yeah, we were just running. endorsing. We just him. endorsed him. Yeah, and he's running. He was on the CCWD for the past twelve. Years, years. He's been with yeah. Yeah, so he's we're just supporting him. I think he's got a shot at it. Yeah, what is it? May next month? Maybe. Some, I, I, yeah, it's in a month or so. 
Oh, and we adopted our contract uh, water contractor rates, 2023. Oh, yes. So, yeah. Um, I did meet with uh, Jessica and Joel this morning. So um, he is, uh, we, we both agreed to bring to our respective council and board a uh, letter of support for the Airmark project. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll be drafting that up and then giving it to you to sign and then bringing it to council. Okay. Uh, Okay, um, and then myself, I attended UWPA with Albin. I um, was a spokesperson at Greenhorn Creek last week at the uh, Republican Party um, meeting. It was a small meeting, kind of informal, um, but there was a good a good amount of people, 30 so people there, and they're trying to get back into their maybe monthly, quarterly, quarterly meetings, I believe. So it was myself and, and Gary Tofanel was the other spoke, and that's where he spoke about FEMA and such. And that's all I had reported on those two things. Um, how about item number nine, calendar, Rose? Cog tomorrow, the museum Thursday, um, all hazards for Gretel on the 11th. Uh, the 12th through the 14th, Rebecca and Caroline will be attending the City Leaders Summit for League of Cities. Mm -hmm. uh, planning is on the 13th. She's also having the open house here from 4 to 6 regarding rezoning. Um, City Hall will have no power on the 14th. We are getting that whole finally in place. Um, then we're down on the 19th is the IRWMA, which is Rebecca and Chris, and then uh, CPPA on the 19th. So, and then obviously the 18th is our April, other April meeting. So that's it for now. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, anybody have any recommendations for future agenda items? I think you guys will stack it up pretty good. Next couple meetings, so I'll leave that up to you. It is, uh huh. So no recommendations. Okay, looking for item eleven adjournment. Okay. I will second it. Gretel will second. I didn't even get a motion in today. All right, you guys. Six fifty three. Thank you very much. Thank you.